the bottom line. Here we go. Suzanne Grishman, Executive Director of Mercury One. I know for a fact not many people really understand. So this is going to be a fascinating conversation. Buckle your belt. This is a woman of influence. This is a dynamo, um, really. Uh, just who are you, woman? Tell us a little bit about you and Mercury One. Um, so I've been the executive director at Mercury One for, oh my gosh, it's going to be six years on February 1. Whoa, I just realized that. Um, I am just someone who's been in the corporate world for years. I switched to nonprofit corporate governance because a mentor of mine convinced me nonprofits need people that are business leaders. Yeah. So I used to run law firms and I felt called because I liked my volunteer opportunities more than I liked my business job running law firms. And I just went in the nonprofit world. I've been there ever since, um, almost 22 years now. And I was called to Mercury One when I attended one of Glenn Beck, who is our founder's events in Birmingham, Alabama, called Restoring Unity. When, was, what, what year was this? This is 2015. Okay, so let's, I just want to even just pause there. 2015, 2015, because mm -hmm. people think things happen overnight. Nothing happens overnight. In 2015, Glenn Beck, who I love, he's amazing, he's yes. phenomenal. What a visionary. In 2015, he had an event called what? Restoring Unity. Come on. 2015. Yep. Yeah. I was there just volunteering and helping out. They were short-staffed at the time. I was running a domestic violence agency as the CEO here in town. And uh, that's how I got to know Glenn and his wife. They served as our honorary chairs. And Mercury One supported the domestic violence agency. And I just felt called at this event. Yeah. Um, there was a pastor, one of my favorite pastors, uh, Pastor Bishop Lowe from Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He is a dynamo and he is a uniter. And he was up on stage and I had been praying and feeling that I wanted to do something that was more kingdom purpose mm -hmm. and God purpose. And I just felt like I was doing it, but God had something a little bigger for me in mind. And I was praying to him. I was almost, you know, I'm a prayerful person, but we're all human beings. I was almost demanding that he tell me where he wants me to serve and what he wanted me to do for him while I was still here on this earth. I had just lost my mom. Uh, so that always comes to mind when you lose a parent or a grandparent, you're always, what is my purpose? Yeah. And at this event, he did a call for everybody there. There was 10,000 people in the convention center. And his prayer was, here am I, Lord, send me. Here am I, Lord, send me. Here am I, Lord, send me. And I just felt like a buckle to my knees. Yeah. I had been praying the wrong prayer. I didn't surrender to God and ask him where he wanted me to serve. I didn't ask him to send me where he needed me. And I think that that's really important in life is that it's not about our will. It's about what is God's will and purpose for us. And once I submitted to that, these doors just started opening and I started helping Mercury One. After that event, they had explosive growth and launched the Nazarene Fund, Yeah, which we- Amazing. It is. And I was just so humbled and honored when the president of the board, David Barton, and Glenn called me to talk to me about being the executive director and running Mercury One. And my first job, and main focus was to go and launch the Nazarene Fund. We had only rescued 149 people from Iraq who were being persecuted for their Christian faith. And they said, we have big dreams and bold vision because we're concerned about America right now. And people don't know the truth about our history. But first, you got to go figure out how to rescue all of these people who are being persecuted in the Middle East. I was like, okay, God, that's a bold vision. And, I'm and, on board. And again, 2015, little did you or Glenn, but God knew, know that let's go to 2021 and Nazarene Fund would have to go rescue Americans trapped behind enemy lines in Iraq. Well, Afghanistan. Oh, sorry, uh, Afghanistan. That's right. Yeah. In Afghanistan. Yeah. But left behind. Yeah. Right? Talk, which, which, talk which about God did, right? using everyone that's been in our path. Yeah. For Mercury One. So Mercury One's a humanitarian 
and U.S. History Education Nonprofit Organization. Our motto is that we restore the human spirit. Yeah. And we step up during times of crisis and we respond immediately. We do more so government does less. We are agile because we're a nonprofit and we step up disasters, time of crisis. Afghanistan was one of those times of crisis. And everybody that had been in our path, different partners throughout the years, it was like God had just timed and ordained and anointed these organizations. Yeah. They all came together. Even us, I mean, even us fighting sex trafficking, you know, in our nonprofit, you stepped in huge and you support us. I mean, so I can, I'm a walking testimony of, of the impact and how I, I think for me, the Nazarene Fund, but Mercury One as a whole, is how quickly, and I want to call it a pivot, how quick your response time is. And those who support you, the heart of the mission is so clear, the vision is so clear, that if something creeps up like, you know, Afghanistan did, yeah. right? It didn't really creep up on Mercury One because you just told us in 2015 Mercury One said, look, we've got a, a vision for the history of America, and we're going to dive into that here in a little bit. Yeah. But first, how about we go rescue Americans from the Middle East? And so then when that crisis, and it was a crisis, uh, induced crisis by our government ar arose last year, you could just respond. And within a 48-hour period, it was a tremendous response. But it was set, and it was ready. Yeah. And this is what I want to tell people sometimes. You know, Philippa, when she was on, she talked about David being called anointed as a king and called by God at 13, right? But didn't become king until he was 30 because there's preparation, there's foundational groundwork that has to be laid. It's tough, hard work. So you're looking at you yourself, 2015 to 2022, and now Mercury One is on a rocket ship. I mean, it is. Well, that's funny because our original logo has the rocket ship on it. I know, it. <laughs> I know. The original, the original logo had yeah. a rocket ship on in the logo, but it is on a rocket yeah. ship, right? And yes, partially, of course, Glenn's a great visionary, but you got to execute a plan, and you've got such an amazing team, and it's leadership. But your mission, what, I, I, I assume it's a mission statement. We yeah. do more so government can do less. Can we dive into that just a little bit? Yes. About where culture is today, so looking at government to solve their personal problems. I'm talking about problems with their children or educate their children. I mean, it's really dangerous. The things we're forfeiting as a nation and putting in stewardship of government are things I think our founding fathers never intended for government to even ever touch. No, they did like not. Like family, marriage, the womb, yeah, right? Children, education, sex, gender, all these things that governments all of a sudden just got their tentacles in, but it's almost in a way the American people in a way have given it to government, and you're saying, no, no, we do more so government do less. Just dive into that for a second, if you don't mind. No, I'd love to. Um, so America was founded and fought for their individual liberties and freedom because they were under tyrannical rule of a king. That's right. There were different colonies that had already passed anti-slavery laws in America prior to the Revolutionary War, but the king came in and said, you can't do that. I am the one that rules. I say what the laws are. So, you know, we are the only nation who fought for these individual freedoms. I love, I learn something about history every single day. I love my job. Well, you have, you have the American journey experience, which is. Is which, our history arm. I mean, there's stuff in that museum from, from one of the only two flags in Normandy to link. I mean, this, this just, it is a, it's a, it's a time machine. Yeah. Because truth is being hijacked right now and people are lying about our history as a nation. We knew actually Glenn as a visionary and David Barton, who's our board president, um, they knew years ago the only way to counteract this is to have first source documents and artifacts to be able to prove what the truth is. Yeah. Don't ever take their word for it or my word for it. You go look for yourself. So we have over 160,000 first source documents and artifacts from pre-revolutionary, late 1500s, through the Pilgrim Century, through the Revolutionary War, all the way through today. We have these documents and artifacts. We are digitizing these, putting them up on technology that can never be manipulated, altered, 
hijacked, taken down, so people in America and all over the world can find the truth for themselves. So that's a huge part of it. And then if we, for some reason, would lose the freedoms that our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, and our Declaration of Independence have afforded us. And the Word of God. And the Word of God, which is all over the founding of America. The superior document of them all, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this 1619 project saying that Jamestown is what we are founded on. We are not founded on Jamestown. They are a failed social yeah. uh, socialism experiment. They ate each other. Yeah, you know? exactly. We Literally. are founded and we are modeled after the Pilgrims and Plymouth. And before they got off their ship, when they got here, they did a covenant with God, the Mayflower Compact. Yep. This was a nation to honor God. This was a nation where people were free to practice their religions. This is a nation that was founded on the word of God. And it was in their infrastructure as they put their colony together. Um, It was all based on God. And that's what people need to know and find out for the truth themselves. It's in our Declaration of Independence. It's in our original drafts of the Declaration of Independence. We have one of the original drafts that was Thomas Jefferson's. It was found after he passed away in the 1800s. And we have what's called a facsimile. It's basically a copy that's lifted off the original ink. And it's in his own handwriting. It is crossed out and edited by Benjamin Franklin and John Adams. And there is a paragraph in there that is a grievance against the king. That the king is forcing us to own men, capitalized, meaning the slaves. Yeah. And that we do not agree with this. Because inherently, even then, they followed the word of God. And and if you do, truly, and this is my cry out to pastors that have lost their way. If you truly follow the, exegetically follow the word of God by the letter, right? You cannot, you cannot align with slavery. It's impossible. So even in our founding, even before the documents were written, this is what I tell people sometimes. Understand, those documents didn't just appear. The documents were a result of systems that did not work. Yes. Experiences, life experiences that did not. Like for me, I can talk about apartheid. I was raised in it. I know we're not a racist nation as America because I lived under apartheid. I didn't even have to read about it. So these men and women came here as pilgrims to found a nation where they could freely serve God for all men to be equal and free because systems where they came from was not that. They, they were, were oppressed. Being persecuted. Correct. Why would we that now run back to persecution mm-hmm. by choice saying, oh, government will fix this? No, they will not. Government will always want to grow government and want to tyrannically rule like a king. Yeah. Which we should defy with all means necessary and never return from to the place from where our founding fathers ran away from. Yeah. Why would we return to that kind of a system, right? And well, so- and uh, um, you bring something up that's probably very clear and evident in everyone's minds that's listening. This is happening right now. These emergency absolutely mandates is giving power to people to be able to make rules for everyone and force them to follow them. That is not what America was founded on, and that is not the American spirit. And they are trying to make people feel that they are isolated, they are alone, they have no voice, they have no say-so, they follow the rules, or they get canceled, they pay the consequences, or they will be bullied or persecuted. That is what is happening. That is not America. That is no, not, not the American all. spirit. No, and it's not. And look, I lived in Canada. Not not but by myself. Again, first-hand experience. I lived in Canada. There's a stark difference between Canada and America. Why? There's a reason why. We live by different principles. We were founded differently. You cannot become Canadian. You're French Canadian. You're South African Canadian. You, you mean you, you're living your heritage in that nation? It's a melting pot. You, you, you become American because it's a set of values that lines up with the Word of God that that was secured in these documents to say, hey, we're going to preserve and protect. And all of a sudden, we're making unilateral decree, if you want to call it, or mandate, which is not law, yeah. giving men 
like the Gavin Newsom's and the Cuomo's and the Inslee's and whoever, you know, the Pelosi's, you know, fake power based on fake history to go ch- alter this country fundamentally. Do you know how bold? I feel it. I know your listeners and your audience feels it too. There are bold, quick, fast measures taking yeah, place. It's radical. It's radical. Yeah. I mean, I can't every I can't get enough of the facts every single day about things that are changing and happening. And it is changing to make you feel like you don't have control over it. But guess what? We do. Yeah. We are the ones we have the truth. that put these people in office. Yeah. They are responsible and held accountable by us. And I feel, and this is really where I think our direction is going to be. We just celebrated 10 years of Mercury One. And we've also have a motto of we are restoring the human spirit. That is our focus. I believe that we're going to be called to not only restore the human spirit, but to restore the American spirit. Because that is being lost and they are trying to wear us down, let give us an environment where we're living in fear, which is not biblical. If you're someone of God, it's you don't spirit. have fear. No, if God says, I did not give you the spirit of fear. So we need to pause there for a second. Well, wait a minute. Fear is a spirit, which means if I'm fearful, I'm coming into agreement with a demonic spirit. Yes, sir. That, 100%. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. That is, that is, that is a no-go. And we should teach our our children, fear is a spirit, which anybody that wants to instill fear upon you is literally introducing you to an evil spirit. Yes. And how many people felt fear in the last two years? And they use fear because fear is powerful. The media well, can use fear, my goodness, to pe- indoctrinate. People will do many things mm. if they are in a place of fear. Yeah. Yeah. That they wouldn't do normally. And if the direction they're pointed in, and you you said something just now, and I'm sitting here and I'm wondering, you know, let's just, I was raised by a single mom, okay? So let's talk about a single mom today or or a a husband-wife combo that works minimum, minimum wage jobs. How in the world, Suzanne, would they keep up at the rate, we call the clip at which things are changing? How would they keep up? with what's real, what's not, with the media, they're being bombarded. How are they going to keep up with some bill that was just signed and voted on upon district attorneys in Texas, you know, that is diabolical because 80% of the DAs are liberal? There's no way for them to keep up. So at some point, we have to arm people. they got to get back to what I call center. God talks a lot about building, right? And builders, what do you do? And farmers. Builders have a plumb line because it's center, it's it's neutral, it's center, it's balance, you know, it's level. It's the word of God and it's our founding documents. That's yeah. our center. That's plumb line. If you can't point back to that, you're you're lost. Yeah. You can't find north. Well, and I'm glad you said north because I look at that as your true north compass. Yeah. There's only one true north, and that's God. And that's truth. And people are being lied to. People are having agendas that are driven. We are completely not about politics. We are about God, individual rights, our freedoms, the liberties that we've been afforded because of the people who fought against the king to make sure that we had a nation with those rights and those liberties. But that, with that comes responsibilities as well. Yeah. We have a responsibility. Absolutely. We were given that we were given by God a treasure. I look at it this way. I love to break things down to simple just the basics. That's why the show is called The Bottom Line. Just let's get down to the basics. Cuz a, a good football team does the fundamentals and the basics well. Your husband is is, you know, an umpire in baseball, you got to do the fundamentals and the basics well or you're not going to win. So what's the basics? Get back to the foundation of the nation, which means you must teach history. The truth, the good, the bad, the ugly, indifferent, it is what it is. It is. You teach it, we learn from it when it was bad, we learn from it when it was good. But you can't alter it. You can't go, well, that part of history doesn't align with my my vision for the future for the nation, so we're just going to discard it. You're fundamentally changing things. It, whatever you build will be on sand and it will fall. People are going to get hurt. Yeah. So if we can preserve a statue or a set of documents, the Mona Lisa, 
hey, we got to preserve the Mona Lisa because she's special. There's only one nation on the face of the earth that was founded on the principles that we were founded on. Should it not be preserved? Should it not be protected as the beacon for the world to say, that's north? Not that we're better than people, but to say, hey, there is a better way which comes from the Word of God and our founding documents. So anybody worldwide that wants to chip away at America, yes, right? They're wrong. They're off because we need to preserve it. We as a world community to say, no, that's hope. That's vision. That's dream. That's the place where a child can come from the projects yes, and become something great. Yes. So we do devotionals every morning at Mercury One with our staff. And you touched on something. We have seen so many people trying to tear down our statues of people in history. And I'm not going to know the verse. You are much better at this than I am. But as we were, as we were reading through the devotional, there was a battle that had gone on. And I believe it was with um, Moses. And he said, erect a statue so that people do not forget. An altar of remembrance. Thank you. It's literally what he says. And, yes. and, and look, they crossed the Jordan. First thing they did. First thing. Stack stones. Yes. Not as an idol. No. No. He said, literally said that build an altar of remembrance because you will forget that I walk with you, that yes. I am with you. You will forget we journal. We teach our kids to journal. When God speaks to you or you see God do something, write it down. Why? Because you're going to forget. When tough times come, you'll think God's not with me. Or men will come and tell you he's not with you. We're not a godly nation. The womb doesn't matter. The child in the womb doesn't matter. You'll forget. You'll forget your value. You're, uh, that's biblical. Yeah, it is. It's biblical. And look at our nation. We've done that throughout our history because we don't want people to forget Mm-hmm. All the World War II, World War One monuments, that was there for a reason. Don't forget the people who fought, who lost their lives, so you and your family, your children, and your grandchildren can have freedom. And, and can have a dream. Yeah. It can, have a, it can say, listen, no matter where I'm born, this is not India. No. We don't, when a child is born, say, you're in this class and for life, class system. We say, when you... When you take your first breath and you're an American, you go. Yeah. We're going to, as a nation, support you. We're set up as a nation for you to dream. What is God laying on your heart? Now let's look at the school systems, and it's and it's the antithesis of that. Yes. Public school, I mean, they've got their claws into public school because of funding. We can talk Title IX. We can talk property tax. The whole system is rigged against the American spirit. They're working so hard, but something that bothers me, even in the in the, I'm a conservative Christian, even in the in the GOP, we got a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing. A lot. We're somewhere along the line. They forgot their rudder. They forgot their way, or maybe they were never truly about the nation. But we have allowed people to take a hold of certain things that that's going to be very hard to get back. We have to fight, and I think the only way you fight to get things back is you have to empower. The nuclear family, the father, the mother, the home with truth. Yes. And then encourage them to go verify and and draw a line in the sand. Take a stand for the nation. Take a stand for your family. Because top down, I think, is we, we need top down, yes. And we saw what four years looked like when there was top down support. But it's got to be bottom up as well, I think. The, yeah. the, the average family. I think they are trying to crush the American dream. I think it's purposeful. Um, that is not what we're about as a nation. We have always been a nation that dares and dreams to do the impossible, which is also very biblical and godly. Absolutely. God wants abundance. Sometimes our prayers and things we say are so teeny tiny. He wants to glor- glorify and honor this nation that was founded to honor him. And we need to start dreaming big like huge dreams and pray circles around those dreams mm-hmm. as a nation. Mm-hmm. And they are trying to take that American dream away. It's forfeiting. I almost, you know, I said to, in the middle of COVID, it, it struck me one morning, you know, I spoke to Philippo because as Michael would agree, we all, men of God, we know we marry up. 
we marry amazing we marry esters and you know sarah's and ruth's and i mean we marry up so i was sitting with philippa one morning she's so smart and i said i think the nucleus of this honestly is that they would like for us to forfeit our right to think for ourselves and dream yeah you know because when you crush a dream you, you know, crush the soul yeah, you crush I mean, the human there's no, spirit there's no hope i mean where do you go i yeah. mean uh, and, and even in the most dismal situations, I, I'll never forget. We were involved in in a, in a we, we had the privilege to be involved in a rescue of a child, and this this particular child was infamous around the country. She was she was trafficked, and we we're allowed to name her name. Her name Savannah, and she said her Bible kept her alive, and the pimps started recognizing that her hope. Right, this is this is riveting that her hope. No matter what men did to her, her hope was in her Bible, right? It's almost like the, the movie, The Book of Eli. So they took her Bible from her, and she fought harder, and, and, they, and, and they literally said, we're going to have to kill you to keep you silent. You can keep the Bible. Just stop fighting, right? Right. Kept her alive. Kept her alive, right? And so I'm thinking about that. I have to ask myself, what will I fight for to death? When the Word of God says no greater love than for me to lay my life down for a brother, right? Do people still have things where they go, I'm not talking about your material things, your wealth. I'm talking about fundamental things. It should be, okay, for my children, but it should also be the Word of God and truth. We should fight for truth like, like claw with our fingernails for truth because once you lose truth, I mean, it's done. You, you, you don't. You're like in a tumble dryer. Up is down. Down is yeah. up. I mean, they can feed you anything, right? How many people in your audience listening today feel that they're being lied to? They're listening to the TV and the news. Everything's fine. Look how much we've done. But you go to the grocery store. That's right. Your shelves are empty. Have you ever seen that in America? The price. Hamburger meat, that was what they were talking about. How about everything? The price of everything has gone up. I filled my gas tank. I hit $100. I have never spent $100 to fill up my SUV. No. Never. Ever. You know what the truth is. No matter what they're telling you. You feel it. Yeah. Like, you you have eyes. Do they think that you're stupid? Yeah. You have eyes. You see it yourself. You need to trust that. And that's what you need to start rooting yourself in. And you need to start going and finding the truth. You know what is going on, no matter what they tell you. All of us, we have the power in our brain to critically think. That's right. We have the power in our brain to dig down and find what is the truth. And you and your family... You need to stand and have courage when you find out the truth and you know the truth to speak it and to stand for it. They are trying to make us feel oppressed. They're trying to victimize us. They're trying to pit us against everyone. Yeah. Everyone's oh, yeah, pitted oh, against oh, everybody else. Oh, yeah. Else. If you don't politically agree, apparently, today, you can't co- You can't live on the same planet. I don't care I what like, someone's color of their skin is. Come I don't on. care what party you are with. I care that you're an American and you're a human being. And, and people. And people. And you are created by God. And we're here for people. Yep. Look, I love the planet. God says we we should be, even back to Adam, you have stewardship. I'm giving you stewardship. You can go name the animals. You have stewardship over this planet, and we should steward it well. But the problem I have with the Green New Deal or any radical you know, environmental movement, right, is when we start putting animals, plants, trees above people. I'm not saying don't take care of it, but when the hierarchy, the order is out of alignment. yes. I've never thought about that. How come I never thought about that before? <laughs> in the carts in front of the horse. I'm like, yeah. well, my pause button is always, is are the priorities straight? Right? So, no, no, no. We're about to make the planet. Climate. Climate. Yeah. Mars more important than Joe, my neighbor. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not. Joe and Joe's circumstance and Joe's kids is more important than every tree. 
Because the second you justify that human life has less value, well, now, good luck fighting for the, for the infant in the womb. You know, good luck fighting for the 12-year-old girl that's being oppressed and sex trafficked. Good luck fighting for the kid that doesn't have school choice. You're not going to be able to because they've convinced us that people don't matter. And there's tangible things. I speak to, and I'll leave the names of these organizations out, but I've spoken to CEOs of some of the largest pet food companies in the world, right? Pet food. We have doctors switching, becoming veterinarians because people pay more for their animals than they spend on their children. Wow. And, and again, if you call your That's animal, telling. of course it's telling. If you call your animal your child, I'm not trying to be, you know, contra- but it's not a child. I love doggies. Okay. <laughs> and you can, and you can call it your child, but, yeah. but, but the second you compare a dog to a baby. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm well, still it breaking. It's not the, the same. Human life. It devalues human life. Yeah. And we are in a system that devalues human life. That is catastrophic. Because now I can talk about them looking if they want to talk real racism. 50% of my family's Jewish. Okay, well, let's go talk about show me your papers as a Jew. And, and all of a sudden, you're a pestilence. You don't have value. Whenever we look at a human life, I don't care. Black, red, purple, pink, Smurf, Democrat, Republican. I don't care. Right? It has value. Yes. Life has value. Life is sacred. Right? And so that, I think, is a very, very dangerous slope we're on. We're picking and choosing winners and losers. And and I want to ask you this question. You may or may not have an opinion on this. But to what end? To what end? To to the end that we become China, where people have no rights, where they literally track women and tell you how many babies you can have and not have, and they track, you know, ovulation cycle of people and they have a let's get into the ESG score. Yeah. The scoring system. Because it feels to me, Suzanne, that's where they're heading. It is. And you can feel it. I can feel it. Anyone listening to this can feel it. You're being tracked, whether it's online analytics, what you buy, what you use, what you search, all of that's being tracked. We're now being tracked whether you've been vaccinated or not vaccinated. Sounds You just mentioned when you had to show your papers mm-hmm. as a Jewish person. Yeah. Does anyone feel like they might be reliving what took place back at that time? It, and we know what the happened. outcome was. We know the outcome. Mm-hmm. That was history. the Holocaust. History. All, although the history is not teaching about the Holocaust. Why? Yeah. Why? That's one of the biggest atrocities in the last century. Yeah. Because it may make people think, wait a minute. This yeah. feels a lot. Okay, am I comparing this to the Holocaust? No, but I'm saying the progression is yep. pointing it is. in that direction. Saying unless you are who we say you are and who we allow you to be. Yes. I was asked for vaccine papers at a sushi restaurant in California last week. Really? Last week, right? They said you can't come in because where's your vaccination papers? And I'm like, nah. Thank you. I'm not showing papers. My medical history is my my own private information. What happened to HIPAA laws, by the way? Yeah, where yeah, where is where are they? I mean, anybody that's running a company or a corporation, there are certain things you cannot ask your employees because they have medical privacy. Well, apparently that's out the window by a mandate, which is not a law, by the way. And it so is not a law. A so why law. are people following it? It's concerning. These are emergency Suzanne. orders that have not been put through the legislative Congress. system in the in the states. We never well, it didn't pass. It didn't pass. Yeah. Our, our, our leadership in our nation right now, and again, I don't care if it's red or blue. It tried to pass certain things, and the Supreme Court said you, constitutionally, you cannot do that. You certain things you cannot do because we must point back to the Constitution. Now, I've got my own beef with the Supreme Court at times, but but still, in that case, they still looked at you know our founding documents and like no constitutionally you can't go against those things. So I'm going to stop you right there for a second, and I'm going to ask a question to everybody listening: Do you know your constitution? Do you know it? I, When's the I last time you read do. it? I don't know that people have. If your family doesn't know it, you don't know your rights. And if you don't know your rights, you will allow people to violate those rights. Or or not even know when they do. Or know when they're doing it. So Mercury One, 
on our website, American Journey Experience. It's our education arm. We have underneath there, Constitutional Coach. Patriot Academy teaches you and teaches you how to teach others, which is what we're going to have to do. We're on an accelerated timeline here with we our be, rights we, being we taken We better away. accelerate. I mean, anybody that's still kind of sleepwalking today, you better wake up, get a Red Bull, and start sprinting. If anyone didn't say and scream from the top of their lungs, I know my constitution when I just asked that, you need to go and you need to learn it. And it's not just you. It's your family. Read it to the kids. Your children. Literally. Your neighbors. Story hour needs to return around the fire. Bible study. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Your PTO. Your parents. Your mom's day out group. Your bunko group. I don't know if anyone plays bunko much anymore. It doesn't matter what group, but you need to be that person that reads it, that knows it, but that also passes that knowledge along to other people. And I want to, and this is me, just so to, because... Away from the microphones and the cameras, I have seen you, Suzanne, operate, right? I, I, look, I can't say I know your heart because God said no man knows another man's heart, but I'm looking at your fruit. That I can do. I can judge and measure fruit. You are about people. You don't. I, you want truth. I don't ever hear you say, well, this group can and this group not. You don't pick winners or losers. So I encourage liberals, liberals, yeah. that, and, and even atheists, if you don't, you know, the rights that you want, there's crying from the rooftop. I said to someone the other day, I said, the things that you fight for, do you know that you've always had them? You've always had them. What are you talking about? You don't. I said, it, it's in the Constitution. You've had the freedom of speech from before you were a thought in the womb. You've had it. You've had rights. Do you even know that some of the rights you're fighting for now, right, in a radical fashion, burning cities down, you've always had those rights? You can live your life the way you want to live your life, but we can't take your belief system and make it law for the rest of the nation and yes. fundamentally change. That we can't do. If you believe you're a dolphin, I'll go get you some salt water and build you a tank. Have at it. But to come and say we all need to squeal because you believe that you just can't do that. And so, and then they're perplexed that they want to fight. And I go, go, please. Even as a little, go read the Constitution. First, it would help you to read the Word of God. That would, but... And if, then you'd see how the Constitution lines yeah. up. But if you don't read the Word of God, just go read the Constitution and ask yourself, does this seem like it's a fair document? Does it seem like it's well thought out? Does it seem like... I mean, it was divine, supernatural, Holy Spirit wisdom. Mm-hmm. No man, no man has the ability to write those documents. It's divinely imparted. It's impartation because it it covers too many bases. Yeah, and if you look at the first source documents, artifacts, journals, letters written by our founding fathers as they were putting all these documents together, they true they prayed. Uh, they absolutely. prayed before they did a lot of these documents. They prayed together as a group of people. Um, they asked for God to give them the wisdom You can see it in the documents of so many of the founding fathers. Were they all Christians and strong Christians? No, they weren't. No, but they understood the weight, right? The significance of what they were doing. And they understood that it had to be for all people. It, It had to be, it had to stand the test of time. Well, and it's the inalienable rights that they wrote about Mm -hmm. that are the God given rights. Yep. That they want to protect. Yes. And let's go even a little bit further. Whether or not you are an atheist, you're religious, the Constitution. I mean, let's talk about human rights. Just human rights. Yeah, worldwide. Worldwide. Violated like crazy. Violated left and right in the United States of America right now. Yep, absolutely. Your human rights has nothing to do with your rights as an American. Just a human being. Absolutely. When we look at organizations, and again, we we, we glorify organizations, and, and this is not, this is my statements. It's not Mercury One statements. It's not Suzanne's statements. You can agree or disagree. But when we glorify organizations like the World Health Organization, yeah. again, I pause. I'm from Africa. Okay. I've lived in Africa. I served in Africa, my country. I, you know, then I go, mm, no, not so much. 
Uh, I can tell you about 1995, 1997, 1999, uh, Sierra Leone, Uganda, Somalia, Kenya. I can show you where human rights, where, 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 where were they then? Where was the World Health Organization with the AIDS epidemic just running rampant through Africa when they lied to people? I can tell you fundamentally, I can point to markers where I can just say, okay, where were you? Where were you for human rights? You were not there. So now all of a sudden, with a pandemic, I've got to trust that, no, now you're going to do the right thing now. I'm like, oh, heck no. I don't trust. I'm going to verify everything. And I'm going to, for me, for Yaku and my family, align it with this book, the Word of God. And then I'm going to line it up with my rights in this country. And I won't move. I'm not moving for anybody. I don't care if the whole GOP comes after me and says, Yaku, we're conservative, you're conservative, or every past in America. If you're wrong, you're wrong. If you move away from truth, get behind me. Satan, literally. I'm. We need truth because otherwise, as a father... Heck, I can't sleep at night if I think that I am leading my children in a direction that's not based on truth. Because I'm setting them up to fail. And they're setting this nation up, maybe by design, I think, to fail. You have to work really hard to have some of the things that have happened in our country happen. There's a lot of people in the background for a long time that have been working to take down the nation, to destroy that American dream, to destroy that American spirit. I do believe that our America, America period, our freedoms, I believe this nation, and ironically, we are just getting ready in 2026 to celebrate 250 years of our freedoms and liberties and rights that we've had as a nation. And we are the only nation in the history of the world that can do that. That has lasted with their original founding documents. That is not something that is by happenstance. That is by divine design and the way that it was set up. And that's something we should be proud of. I pray that we are there and we are still a free nation in 250 years. And you mentioned, I am not political. My role here, executive director at Mercury One, I am about the American spirit. I am about humanity. I am about us helping communities, helping the nation, neighbors helping neighbors, communities helping communities. I want to empower and equip. We we are not a nonprofit that is going to come in and do everything and do all the work. Our model was set up. So we can come in and we can support the people that are doing the best work, being the best stewards with their money. Every nonprofit we work with for humanitarian aid and assistance, it goes directly towards program services. That's our commitment. Well, you're teaching people how to fish. And again, again, biblical, give a man a fish, he'll eat one meal. You teach him how to fish, you've liberated him or her. You've set them free. Mercury one, okay, somebody's listening. Let's say, and they go, all right, I, I, I have self-awareness and I realize I don't, I don't think I know my constitutional rights. I don't think I've taken the time. I think I've maybe given Fox and CNN a little too much of my, my attention. I need to go do something for myself. What can they find at Mercury One, the average American, if they go with the Patriot Academy, you talked about that a little bit. Yeah, we partner with people. Um, again, we don't believe in reinventing the wheel. Um, we want to come in work with the people that are already doing things that are in line with teaching the truth about America. That's in the educational arm. And then we're going to come in and we're going to start supplementing that with virtual teachings, with our database that's being digitized. We're going to do exhibits, not only here in Dallas, Texas every year, but we'll be doing it throughout the country, whether it's traveling exhibits, whether it's events around the country around 4th of July, we're going to be doing this throughout the nation. So here's my recommendation. Turn off the noise, Mm -hmm. dedicate some time and go and seek the truth and learn about the constitution and our history. We want to be here to provide hope for people. I think hope 
is going to be the most important thing for us to it's do an in this next decade. In the future, you, you take a child and you set hope and you say that way. I want to be able to way. tell everybody the good news yes. about things that are happening yeah. around our nation. Yeah. And that is our direction that we're going to be focusing on this next 10 years and this next decade. Do you have any good news Good news things on, on the heart right now? I'm putting you on the spot, I know, but that's where we are. I mean, do you have anything? Because I've got a couple things, but do you have some good news things that you think you want to highlight for people? Why hope is so important or to set hope for them? Yeah, I do. I um. I believe one of your sponsors is Patriot Mobile. I'm so glad you brought them up. They yeah. are the only Christian conservative, conservative. phone mm-hmm. company mm-hmm. in America. They work off the same cell towers. I could give I'll give them a little plug. Mm-hmm. This organization has been funding Mercury One and American Journey Experience. They put their money where their mouth is. I was blessed to go to DC. And I was with them last Friday at the March for Life. I have never been so hopeful about our nation and the future of our nation because I saw hundreds of thousands of high school students and college students who were there peaceably marching, praying along the way, carrying signs. And one of these signs stood out to me. It was so profound. It said, I am the post-Roe generation. You can't lie to the Z generation and the millennials. They are seeking the truth. They are smart. They know they're being lied to. They know that people are telling them things and it's all propaganda. Mm -hmm. It's not the truth. And they are seeking the truth. And they are standing up for what they know is the truth. And, and we so should hopeful. rally around them and celebrate them. And, you know, Patriot, you're talking about Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile, so, so we call we call Patriot Mobile. And we've we've crossed and intersected paths because I go on the Blaze and, and they support the Blaze a lot. And, and so I call them and Tammy on our team calls them because we've got a side of our organization other than fighting sex trafficking, which is a virtual giving platform where people can donate and then those goods they donate, time, services, it's called the Share Together Virtual Giving Collective. It goes towards serving real need in programs and people touching people. So we call Patriot Mobile and said, look, this show is starting. They said, we're on board because we are on board. I said, thank you so much. And so amazing, Patriot Mobile, thank you. But they said, but, but what else? We want to do more. What can we do? Literally, this is a conversation. What can we do boots on the ground? And I said, Okay. This has literally happened. I said, we're going to the border next week. This is a, a couple months ago. And we're going to go serve communities and, you know, stop child trafficking. I kid you not. Not only did they support financially, they drove the Patriot Mobile RV eight and a half hours down there, sent staff, came and unloaded, brought food for a, for a, for a food shelter, unloaded boxes. That's the kind of American corporation where I look at them, it's a for-profit company, where they go, not only are we for-profit, we're going to do the work that people want government to do. Here's yeah. here's Mercury One, a not-for-profit, an NGO, non-government organization, not-for-profit, saying we're going to do more so government do less. This is empowering people, and I challenge every corporation, if they don't know about Patriot Mobile, to look and see, okay, so there is a way. And if you don't know how as a CEO, then call call Glenn's story. Call the guys at Patriot Mobile and say, how do you guys get budget? How do you, are you able to give back? Because, again, back to my principle, the Word of God, you can't outgive God. There's no way Patriot Mobile is going to do what they do and not be blessed. They're going to be blessed. And I think Americans need to start voting with their dollar. I agree. A hundred percent. You should not be supporting any company or um, frequenting any business that does not align with who you are as an individual, a human being and a person. And I Patriot Mobile walks the walk and they talk the talk. They are the true deal. I just love, I can't talk enough about the organization. Yeah, it's, the heart is right. And it's meant there are yeah. many of those. And maybe some people, if you know of some of those, send us send us some recommendations, please, because I, I would love to talk about the other organizations on the show. Because we talk yeah. enough, I think, your message of Let's Bring Hope, we talk enough about who does the wrong. 
Yeah. Let's start highlighting those that do it right. I agree. Let's and start that's highlighting some hope. of those that bringing hope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there is a way. So there is a way out for the parent to go. Okay, I hear you. It's all bad and chicken little. The sky's falling. Yeah. Okay, but God. But there are people. There, there are the Suzanne Grishmans, the Glenn Stories, the Scotts, the Mercury ones, the Glenn Becks. Hopefully they'll say that about Yakuboyans and the work we do and our team. There are those that say this way, it's hope, it's life, it's value. And and I'm going to ask. They will definitely I, say I, that I, about I, you, man, the I, work you're doing, and your team. I pray, I pray so. Um, this is a might be a rhetorical question, but if you can answer it, if you're willing to, in a scenario where you identify a need as Mercury One, you're identifying a need. This kind of makes me think of the Green family, the Hobby Lobby family, because I kind of have an understanding of how they operate when they help. Help us understand, do you profile political status? Do you profile socioeconomics or who, and, and thereby decide who you help and who you don't help? No, and I love to tell you that this may shock some people because I think people are going to think that our founder and therefore our organization is steered towards that. Um, I can do countless projects we've done. We go down during times of disaster. We help anybody and everybody that's, right. that's in need. Mm-hmm. That so, is, so we should. They are human beings Absolutely. first and foremost. Yeah. That is the most important thing to us. We have rescued just recently in Afghanistan, the Nazarene Fund, it doesn't matter who the people were, if their lives were in danger, if they were targeted for death by the Taliban, if they were LGBTQ, we didn't care. Their rights were violated. We, we yep. moved Democrats, senators, congressmen, congresswomen. We moved their people out. We didn't care what side of the aisle you were on politically. We assisted Muslims. We assisted Christians. The Hazara is a minority Muslim community in Afghanistan. We didn't care. God did not call us to pick and choose the people that we help. They are all his children. Uh, And we will rescue. We will help. We will assist any human being that's in need when we go in during times of crisis um, that's the same thing for the Nazarene Fund, which is a fund started by Glenn and Mercury One. And it's all focused on people who are being persecuted for their faith, their religion, for what they believe. It's about persecution. And we'll go rescue them and we'll bring them to safety, assist them and get them back on their feet. I think there's a lot to be said, Suzanne. If you take Glenn, me, I do not... I, I, uh, yes, I have my own belief system. Of, of course I do. Uh, yes, the Word of God. Yes, I'm a conservative. I'm an immigrant. I'm a, I, you cut me, I bleed red, white, and blue. I love this country because I can defend what makes it different. Because I've lived on four continents. I, I mean, I've held other citizenships, right? So, But there's a lot to be said for someone like a Glenn, and I'd say me, where, where we don't proactively we do not press our own belief system into an organization right and now start picking winners or losers because that's not god that's not the heart of god it's every child every person every human being anybody whose rights are violated otherwise i'd be a hypocrite if i say that those documents protect our rights but i'm going to pick who get no i don't get to pick if somebody's human rights are being violated and that person has a diabolical, a, a diabolically opposed opinion of me on politics or faith. That life doesn't matter any less. I, I do not get to pick. No. I've got to go in and preserve life, protect life, protect rights. And so I think that's a big abyss, a gap. Between the left and the right, when we want to make everything about political party. We're going to lose, we're losing humanity. Go even further. If you want to make everything about somebody's color of their skin. Absolutely. 100%. The religion that Mm -hmm. they practice or Mm -hmm. don't practice. Yeah. That That is what is trying to come in and divide the American infrastructure. 
I think those things are being weaponized because they're very divisive if you weaponize them. And some people by design weaponize those issues. Yeah. They use racism to divide. Then they don't need to divide us because we're pitting ourselves against each other exactly. on our own. Yeah. Isn't that evil? It, it, well, it's the nature of evil is to do that. It's to steal, kill, destroy. Yeah. And a house divided. Can't stand. Can't stand it will fall. And that's what I think is happening in America right now. But we are all human beings. Yeah. First and foremost. Flawed. We are all flawed. Mm -hmm. You are totally right. I'm the first to admit it. Yeah. I, I, make, I make more mistakes than anybody else in my team. Praise God for his grace every morning. Amen. And mercy. And yeah. well, and that he gives us a vehicle to ask for forgiveness and be forgiven. Mm -hmm. That is something that is just incredible. But the nation is being divided. It's being divided from within. It is intentional. So you as Americans and human beings, first and foremost, you need to stand yep. and you need to have the courage. Yeah, absolutely. You need to take care of your neighbors. You yep. need to take care of your family. You need to take care of your community. I have, I all, I just, I love my job. More importantly, when we're in times of crisis and disaster, I am always uplifted by the human spirit and the people that come in to care for the other people and take care of them. It's one of the things that is so amazing about America. And I see it time and time and time and time again. It's our DNA as a nation. We take care of each other. Absolutely. We step up yeah. and we go. It's what makes us different though. It is. It is what sets this country apart. That's that's the American spirit. This, this may be a little twisted, but I... And I got to think how I'm going to frame this. Um, I enjoy helping everybody, but I have a particular enjoyment to help people who do not believe what I believe. I have a, you know, so, so, and, and I don't want the body of Christ, Christians to go, Yaku's not for the Christians, but my approach is, you know, God, go talk to him. Great. I want to find those who don't have hope. I want to find those who don't have that anchor yet, who haven't been introduced to another way of doing a life yet, right? And when you get to help, I mean, those are some of the most riveting conversations. One, honestly, one of the greatest conversations I've ever had in my life was a conversation. We were busy shooting the movie Eight Days. And we were downtown Dallas. We had some police. And this homeless man didn't know. He doesn't know a film set. He doesn't know you don't move on a film set. He walks right into the set we're shooting a scene in the street so it's yeah. a large set he just wanders into the set and i'm standing there i didn't even yell cut and i'm just watching it and it's so comical because he really doesn't know right and we I have an agreement with dan and i said dan at any point in time we'll halt the production for a person for a need or a person so we shut the whole set down not to our glory, but to God's glory. We buy this guy a meal. I don't even know it was a good meal. It was some fast food joint. And the conversation I had with him, when he was realizing what we're doing, and at some point he was like, wait a minute, did I walk in front of the camera? Aww. Right? And I said, it doesn't matter. And he said, well, I don't have to be in your movie. And I said, don't even worry about the movie. We shut the movie down. You know, And it was a riveting conversation about him, where he's going, where he's been. I don't know that... That man and I agree on two things politically, right? It doesn't matter. It's a human being that in that moment, by some reason, God put in my proximity. Who am I in that moment to go, um, do you believe what I believe? Do you think the way I think? Because then we can gel. It's like, uh-uh. What do you need? I'm hungry. Great. Let's feed this guy, you know? Let's do something to impact his life for a moment, right? You know what that is? That's the power of one person to help another. That's the power of one kind act. That's the power of making him feel like he's visible. He matters. And he matters and he was seen. That has a ripple effect. But we see, for me, that's what America's supposed to be. When you say, Yaku, what's America? It's that. Regardless of who you are, what you believe, what you think, how do we, how do we build you? America is the power of the individual. Yeah. It's the power of one person. Your voice does matter. Your vote does count. You are seen. You can make a difference in someone else's life today, right now. That's what America is. Yeah. Power of one and power of the individual. 
I think, man, I, I don't know that I can cap it better. Before we go, though, help us again, and we'll throw all this up on screen. Yeah. Mercury One, the American Journey experience. And by the way, you said something earlier. I just want to second and support. I've been to many, many Mercury One events. They are absolutely world class. I mean, world Thank class. You. Whether it's the annual event, uh, we had Danny Goki there, or whether it's just walking through that museum. It's my staff. Your staff, Noah. Like standing with Noah in that vault. Noah and Elijah in our vault. Oh, my if word. If you've never come to one of our how, tours. How old is Noah? He's not 30. He just turned 21. This kid's 21? He, I, I am. He's a walking American encyclopedia. So let me and tell you. And we've got to you, celebrate Tim Barton as well. Oh, my gosh. Tim and David Barton. David, but Tim as yeah. well, right? Tim is educating. And Jonathan Ritchie. Yeah. Yeah. He's our assistant director of American Journey. Yeah. So here's all of those gentlemen, the young gentlemen, have gone through our Summer Institute, which is our leadership training for young adults, 18 to 25. It's a two-week immersive experience. Can people can people access that? Can they come to that kind of an institute? They absolutely can. They okay. can also do family training. But every single one of those gentlemen, young gentlemen, have gone through that training I will tell you, this is how you equip Absolutely. and you empower the next generation. And these, this age group, they're in college. They are under attack. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they are in the oh. propaganda university yeah. machines right yeah. now. Oh, man. In the, in, I they call are it being indoctrination lied camps. to. Yeah, for sure. Lied to. Yeah. But we can bring them in. All of these gentlemen came through that training. And I never envisioned that that would be a place where we could hire from within the people that have come through our summer institute and our training, we teach them one, what is it that you believe? A lot of times the first day, what they think they know, they are stunned, shocked, and dumbfounded by what they don't know and the lies that they have been told. Then we build them back up and start inserting truth and we give them first source documents and artifacts to back everything. So they can touch it. Not just believe what we say. Go, come here, verify. And then we let them research the entire time. There are research projects throughout the weeks. And at the end, they present on one subject matter, something that they're interested in that changed their mind completely. And to see the transformation of these young adults being true seekers, critically thinking about things, not taking anyone's word for anything and going and finding the truth for themselves. I am so proud of these gentlemen at American Journey Experience that we've brought through the Summer Institute. And I'm going to go even further. My staff, my dad was a wise man when he was alive. And I'll never forget, he told me a long time ago, um, you surround yourself around people that are smarter than you, people that challenge you. And will correct you. And will correct you. Mm I am by no means perfect, and I make many mistakes. I'm a human being. But I have an amazing staff. These are people who feel called to come and serve. These are people who are here for something bigger than themselves and who are here to play a part for what the calling and the plan is for Mercury One. And I always say I am hands and feet of God on the ground. My staff, they are the body. They are the ones that make all this. Yeah, happen. look, I'll say this: if, if, um, which we know, but if Elijah and Noah, if those guys are the result of of what that program produces, watch out because I'm telling you, I've never. It is fascinating. It's not just the knowledge, the passion that they go through that museum. If you're ever in Dallas, Texas, or if you see a Mercury One event, do yourself a favor. Go online. We're going to throw it up on the screen. Go online. Look at the Patriot. You know, the what is it called? The Patriot Academy, right? Look at the. Get your family involved. Get the founding documents. Have these conversations in the home. Make it a project for the family. I'm doing it with my seven-year-old. I mean, my six, my four and seven-year-old now, almost at. You know, we will take communion, but they'll they'll say the pledge of allegiance. We, we talk in very detail now about the the the, the why. The Star Spangled Banner is worded the way it's worded. And yeah. very few Americans know really why, you know, you know, why those words mattered. And it's just some song that we wrote. I mean, these are these are 
These are markers in history from events and things that it's remembrance. It's altars of remembrance. So we have family training too. That's that's amazing. I'm so glad you brought that up. Is it online? Is it in person? How how does it work? It's in person and it's going virtual. Last year we did several classes just to make sure that as we were offering it for the first time, we were putting it together and building it out and improving every single time. So it will be going online virtually. Same website. Uh, Same website. Go to mercuryone.org. And everything is on that website that we're doing. And we are expanding American Journey Experience, which is the U.S. history education. Yeah. And we we are here, America, anyone beyond, we are here for you to find the truth. We're going to equip and empower you. We are here to give you hope. You matter. Your voice matters. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. No, thank you. And and thank you for bringing us some, some gifts. I want to show people just real quick. We talked about the rocket ship. You know, um, there's, there's still a rocket ship. Do you know the story about it? I'm I not going to tell it as good as Glenn does. Um, the story is is that Mercury One and America is about daring to do the impossible. The space program, that was the impossible. Yeah. Put someone up on the moon had never been done. Mercury is the first program with the space program. Mercury One was the first and that's why we named it that, because it's daring to do the impossible, knowing that because we're Americans, because we have rights and responsibilities and freedoms that allow us to create, own our own creations with patents and trademarks, right. to have a voice, to not be silenced, to have individual liberties and freedoms to protect our family, protect our property. All of those things allow us to be a nation that has been able to do amazing things. That is why our nation has been so successful. And of course, we're the envy and the model of probably the world. And evil comes against it, right? Evil wants to tear at it and destroy it because tall trees catch the most wind. And also to quote the word of God here, even Moses had a time where he said, hey, come hold my arms up because when my arms go down, I lose the battle. No man and no organization can stand alone. And so this this ideal, this, this thing called America, it's not an object. It's people. We do nothing at Mercury One without our donors. It's people. And right? without the people. Yeah. It's so, so America is people. And so we need to hold her as a nation together and invest in people. I think it's a massive investment when a family goes through that program together as a family to say, as a family, let's go get, you know, make it a family project. I mean, make it a family gift. I'd rather do that than giving presents. Let's do something that's a real, it's an investment in your children's future. So then we could go for hours and hours. You're amazing. I'm sure I missed a lot of things. And, but, but thank you. And again, just blessings to Glenn for having a vision to, to, with David to put this into into form, but praise God they found you to steward it well, and your staff's amazing. You've treated us, I mean, so amazing. We we can't say thank you enough to you, to Glenn. Um, keep going. We're praying for you. Thank you. We can use all the yeah, prayers. Absolutely. You can imagine the work we do. We are always under enemy attack. Yeah, no question. But you know the covering you have. So we do, yeah, yeah. and every day we wake up and we keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So, thank you so much for Th- having me. Thanks it has for speaking been a truth. Pleasure. Appreciate you. Thanks. Thank you. Guys, we'll see you next time. Thank you.